0: Hare Krishna, a very warm welcome to all of you. So in the past few lectures, we discussed the very important shlokas explained by Srila Rupa Goswami, Prabhupada. So let us continue today. So today's discussion, reviving one's spiritual health, will be based on text number 7 of Upadesha Amrita, Nectar of Instruction. As we have discussed before, Nectar of Instruction comprises of 11 very important verses which are meant to give a beginner in Krishna consciousness practical direction in following the spiritual path. We read theory, but how to apply practically in our life? So that is why for any sincere person who wants not just to keep spiritual concepts in the book, but wants to implement in one's life practically, he or she should go through this very important book, Nectar of Instruction. So the foremost instruction, if we have to execute spiritual life, Srila rupa Goswami explains is Vacho vegam manasak rode vegam, Jivva vegam Udaropasthavegam, vegam, vega anyo vishaheta dhiraha, First thing is we have various vegas, urges in the body, so one has to control these urges. So we have to be very careful in our life. So many urges, desires we have and we get carried away by those urges. So I should practice tolerating those urges, not getting carried away by that. How to practice? For this further instructions are given by Srila Rupa Goswami in the subsequent verses. But we have to understand. All these things are there to make us free from these six urges of the body. Then Srila Roop Goswami explains six activities which destroy one's spiritual advancement. After that Srila Roop Goswami explains six principles of spiritual advancement. All these topics we have covered previously in the uh, previous Sunday sessions so you can go back and search six principles of spiritual advancement, six things which destroy bhakti, six principles of Satsanga association and maybe we can create a playlist also and then you can search for it in a couple of days we'll be doing it. So then Srila rup Goswami explains after explaining six principles of advancement on spiritual path the most important factor and that is association of the devotees, Satsang. The current state of our life is because of the association we have had. Some person is there, who is sitting in jail now, why? Because of wrong association. Somehow he associated with people having similar mindset. Let me somehow cheat, grab, beg, borrow, steal, whatever, enjoy life. And because of this association he developed certain desire and the reaction of those desires is he is sitting in jail. Another person, he met with some people who took him to drugs, intoxicants, and now his life is messed up. Another person who got association of wise people, self-control people, he is peaceful in his life. Some very fortunate soul gets association of devotees and attains the perfection of spiritual life. So our entire life, happiness, distress, it all depends on one's association, that's it. So that is why satsang, association of devotees, is a very important factor. Throughout the life we have to maintain this. Now what is satsang? Should I simply go and sit with devotees, see them, hear them? Yes, all these things are important. But there are six principles of satsang also that also we have discussed. And then Rupa Goswami further explains. You have to have association, apply these six principles of satsang. But you have to apply it with the right person. The most advanced spiritualist, the most advanced devotee. So devotees are of three types. Kanishadikari, Madhya Madhikari and Uttamadhikari. A neophyte who is chanting the names of Krishna but then he is on material platform and he is having other material desires also. Then intermediate platform Madhya Madhikari. And after Madhya Madikari comes very extraordinary platform which is rarely attained by the spiritualists and that is called Uttamadhikari most advanced devotee, Mahabhagavat, pure devotee of Krishna and we should try to take shelter of such a pure devotee, and Uttam Adikari, and accept him as spiritual master and apply these principles of Satsang. So this also we have covered in the lectures and in the last uh, session which was uh, which I took, of course, Samhitasana Prabhu has taken in between so it was the greatest danger, risk of spiritual life. That Rupa Goswami further explains. So a person is very very fortunate to find a very advanced devotee but he becomes unfortunate immediately if he perceives the pure devotee to be an ordinary man, Gurushu Narmatir. So that is why Rupa Goswami has warned that Please understand we are all having material senses now. So we cannot understand spiritual subject matters and have spiritual vision. Vapuchascha hai. Vapu means body. The body will have many doshas or defects, even body of a very advanced devotee. But all these defects are not material, they are actually spiritual in nature and the body of pure devotee is also completely spiritual. But, Drishtaya Sabhava Janitaye. We all have our own natures conditioned by Rajaguna, Tamaguna, and Satvaguna. And Drishti, our vision, is conducted, contaminated, influenced by these three modes which we are having. Drishtaya Sabhava Vapushasya Doshae, Na Prakritattam bhakta Janasya Pashyet. So, please do not consider the defects on the body of a pure devotee to be material defects. So it is being explained further by Roop Goswami. Gangam Bhasam na khalu buddh fena Just like Ganga is there. On the river Ganges you will find sometimes foam, bubble and mud. And the water appears to be muddy contaminated. But it is being told in the last line. Brahma dravatvam. It is completely spiritual water. So although it is appearing contaminated. Still a person who is wise. He will take bath in Ganges. Despite so-called contaminated external appearance of the Ganges. Because the spiritual purity is intact of the Ganges. So it is being explained. Uh, We should not think all of us are suffering. We are having bodily defects because of our past karma, sinful activities. And spiritual master is required who can make us free from these past violations of laws of nature. Which we have done for which we are suffering. The suffering in our life, people think, is because of a lack of education, um, because I'm not living in a proper country or proper place, state, because of some people around me, because of the weather or some climatic conditions. No, it is not because of that. These people do not know. This is ignorance of society. And they try to fix these externals, fix people around you, fix... Some external conditions, education, beauty, opulence etc and you will be happy now. We suffer only because of the laws of nature we have violated in the past. So the spiritual master, if he follows his instructions nicely, who tells us to surrender to Krishna, he gets us relieved from all the past reactions of sinful life. But a person may see, oh spiritual master is also getting old, spiritual master is getting diseased, He himself is getting diseases means he is also having bad karma in his baggage. So, he himself is not liberated. How can he liberate us? This is very wrong mentality, Rupa Goswami wants. And the scriptures also want. All the instructions of Srila Rupa Goswami are thoroughly based on the scriptural evidences. So, this is evidence in uh, Prima Bhagavatam also. When Yudhishthir Maharaj was very much disturbed after the great war of Kurukshetra, where crores of people died. And he thought, because of my desire just to reinstate me on the position of king, so much loss of life has happened and bereavement and lamentation is there in society now. So he was not able to find solace, very much disturbed. So then he was given this instruction that, please understand, Bhishma Pitahama, lying on the bed of arrows, he instructs Yudhishthir Maharaj, please do not think that this suffering is happening to you because of your past sinful activities. The example given is just like mother-in-law cannot directly correct or chastise daughter-in-law who has been recently married. She is very new to house. So she may commit many mistakes but who will get the scolding? Not daughter-in-law but the daughter. Daughter, for no mistake, no fault of her, will get scolding by the mother. Because by scolding daughter, actually mother-in-law wants to correct daughter-in-law. So in a similar fashion, Krishna wants to correct us, guide us, but we are not willing to listen to Krishna. So that is why Krishna engages his pure devotees. Sometimes he chastises, sometimes there appears some physical punishment given to the pure devotees. And through that, Krishna is willing to instruct us. One very beautiful instance comes in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. We are discussing the verses given by Srila Rupa Goswami. Brother of Srila Rupa Goswami is Srila Sanatana Goswami. So, Sanatana Goswami and Rupa Goswami were given the task of re excavating uh, the lost places of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. And Sanatana Goswami wanted to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who was residing in Jagannathpuri after taking sannyas. So Sanatan Goswami traveled through the forest of Jhari Khanda to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And when he was crossing that forest, of course, uh, you don't have restaurants in forest and even restaurants were not there at that time. So people would stay in the temple, take prasadam from the temple. In forest, food may not be regularly available. So Sanatan Goswami, when he was traveling, his uh, diet was very irregular and he happened to take baths in a reservoir of water which was not very pure. So if we want to keep ourselves fit, regulation lifestyle is important. To our if we eat in a regulated fashion and have a regulated life and we take bath 2-3 times in a day, then we will be fit and healthy. So simply not by taking medicine or doing XYZ uh, you can become fit. Unless the lifestyle is regulated, fitness will never come. So Sanatana Goswami, somehow because of uh, not having proper food and taking bath in contaminated water, he developed lot many sores upon his body which were using blood and pus. And in this condition, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, even though Sanatana Goswami was having a diseased body, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, out of great affection, whenever he would see Sanatana Goswami, He would go and embrace Sanatana Goswami and all the pus and blood would smear the body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Sanatana Goswami became very much disturbed that I came here for my purification, but what am I doing? I am going to hell. I am contaminating the body of Lord Chaitanya, who is Krishna himself. And what great sin I am incurring for this. So he thought I came here for my purification, my betterment, but the result is otherwise. So he thought uh, if I continue to live here Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will keep on embracing me and uh, he was feeling very very embarrassed that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's body is getting smeared with blood and pus of his body. So he decided so let me leave my body commit suicide. So I have come here to see Lord Jagannath because he was belonging to uh, not actually belonging they took birth in Brahman family. But because of the association of the Muslim rulers, they were ministers in the government of Nawab. So because of association with the Muslim rulers, they were ostracized from the Brahminical society. And they were considered Muslims only. So that time society was very very rigid. Even if somebody who is following uh, uh, some other religion like Islam, he sprinkles water. They will tell you also have got converted, you have become contaminated. So that is why the entire culture is lost because of these extremist beliefs. So they were also ostracized from society and uh, they were considered Muslims. And uh, in Jagannath Puri Temple, only Hindus are allowed entry. Even some of the Hare Krishna devotees who come from other countries, they are not given entry. So their only hope of seeing Jagannath is when Lord Jagannath comes out during the Rath Yatra festival. In the month of June, July it happens every year. So Sanatan Goswami, that was his only hope, that when Lord Jagannath comes out, I'll be able to see Jagannath. So then he was waiting, when I would see Jagannath on the Rath Yatra cart, and the carts are very huge, having huge uh, big wheels, I will leave my body falling in front of the wheel of the Ratha. And in this way, when he was contemplating, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's Krishna himself, he knows the mind of everybody, he came to Sanatana Goswami, and then he chastised him that uh, you are thinking of leaving this body. So what kind of understanding you have? You think this body belongs to you and you think by committing suicide, you will attain spiritual perfection. So when we discuss this shloka from Bhagavad Gita, that perfection of life can be attained by yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tyajate ante kalevaram Anta kale chamameva smaran muktva kalevaram Krishna is assuring in Bhagavad Gita at the time of death, a person who thinks of me, he comes to me, comes to my planet and he gets a body of my nature. Krishna's body uh, does not get changed by the influence of time, it does not get old, it does not die. It is eternal, full of knowledge and full of pleasure. So any living entity also gets a spiritual body if he is able to think of Krishna at the time of death. So some people ask questions, so Prabhu, uh, if I commit suicide now and thinking of Krishna, then I will go to Krishna, back to Godhead. So that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to instruct us. So that is why he did this Leela, Sanatan Goswami getting diseased and thus we are getting instructions. So many people can think, oh let me commit suicide, anyway this life is full of embarrassment, thinking of Krishna, I will be perfect, no struggle is required, purification is required. So Mahaprabhu told, nobody can attain shelter of Krishna's lotus feet simply by leaving this body voluntarily. One has to please Krishna by executing devotional service, that is the only way. Otherwise it is so easy, just see Krishna's form and shoot yourself, will you go back to Krishna? No, it is a sinful activity, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained to Sanatana Goswami, another very important factor, that you have surrendered to me and you think this body belongs to you so that you can leave it. This body is my property. How can you destroy somebody else's property? So that is why one can never think of committing suicide because this body does not belong to us. For a devotee or a non-devotee, we have not created this body. We have been given this body, this body is a resource. If we use this resource very nicely, suppose a person is given a gun, it's a very powerful resource. Now that gun, if it is used in the service of the government, a person can get a lot of money, a lot of name, fame, promotions, property, everything. He can become general. And if that same gun is used for one's own personal satisfaction, whimsical desires, then the person may be given capital punishment also or he suffers a long time in jail. Similarly, this body has been given to us as a resource. If we use in the service of the person God who has given us this body, then we can attain unlimited happiness. And if we use whimsically just to satisfy myself, this person is giving me trouble, let me use this gun to kill him, then we are gone, we are finished. Gun will also be taken away and we will be put in jail. So we will not get another human body and so much punishment will be given to us. So, human life is not meant for independent sense of enjoyment but to give pleasure to Krishna. In this way, all the senses of a living entity are actually satisfied. This science people do not know. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed Sanatana Goswami, This body is not your property. Moreover, when you have surrendered completely unto me, then Mahaprabhu explained, I am here in Jagannath Puri, but Vrindavan, uh, where Lord Krishna appears. Through that place, I want to spread the glories of Lord Krishna everywhere. And I want to do all these tasks from your body, your specific body. So another very important instruction Lord Chaitanya gave, that never consider that you are the doer. You are doing anything either in material world or in spiritual world. In material world, material energy, Maya, Durga Devi has got certain plans So, she needs to create, maintain and destroy. Srishti sthiti, sadhana, shakti, reka. So, as per the desires of the living entity, just like the government wants to kill. So, they have uh, the executor in the jails also. He will hang a criminal. So, those people who have this mentality of killing, they can do that job. Then, there are some people who want to save the lives. They are recruited as soldiers. Some people want to give life doctors. So, like this, As per the inclination of the living entity, the plans of the government are executed. But plan is always executed of the government. And those living entities who are surrendered to Krishna, they are not under control of material energy. But Krishna has got certain plan for this material world. And what is the plan? To make all the living entities happy by making them realize of their real position and re-establishing the loving attraction with God. So Krishna was using Sanatana Goswami, Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to use Sanatana Goswami to execute these activities in Vrindavan through his body. So thus we should never become proud, oh I am doing book distribution, I am preaching, I am bringing some people to Krishna consciousness, no. We are very fortunate that Krishna has used us as an instrument. And then Sanatana Goswami, when he was uh, still not agreeing, Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave further instructions and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained Sanyas Dharma through these instructions. Mahaprabhu told, so a sannyasi is not supposed to behave on the platform of duality. We all behave on the platform of duality. What does it mean? Few things are attractive for this mind and body. We work hard to chase those things and few things they are not pleasant. For the mind and senses and we wish to run away from those things and entire life is wasted just behind these two activities Sukhaya dukh, Moksha just to please the senses and body attain those things which are present to the senses to mind and just to keep away with that situation from that person or those objects which are creating trouble for my mind and body so this is called duality but this duality is illusion so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told, "Sannyasi is not supposed to succumb to this illusion. So it is told in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhadra, Bhadra, Bhadra means which is good, Abhadra means which is not good. It is only Manodharma, it is only mental concoction. The same stool, it is very very pleasant to pick, and it is very abominable, nasty for us. Tasty for pig, nasty for us. Similarly, what is tasty for us will be nasty for pig. You take a pig out and put him in clear waters, he will again go and rush into the dirty waters of the drain. So thus, what is dirty, what is good, this is all illusion. Mano dharma. Actually, everything is bad in this material world because both the things are keeping us away from Krishna. Either we are working hard to avoid unpleasant situation or we are working hard to get some pleasant situation. In both the cases, we forget to serve Krishna. And thus we continue the suffering of birth, death, old age, disease and so many calamities in this life. So thus both things are bad in this material world, both are illusion. So a sannyasi is not supposed to take something as pleasant and something as unpleasant. He is always supposed to remain on the platform of neutrality. Thus if I reject certain body that is diseased, then I am violating my sannyas dharma. So those who are in the renounced order of life, who have dedicated, they are not supposed to get carried away by what is good and what is bad. Like sometimes the devotees ask when they visit some of our temples. So Prabhu, you are telling Rupa Goswami was living under a tree, but here the devotees are using ACs, blowers and cars and all these things. So where is your detachment? So uh, yeah, sometimes uh, a person can get such thoughts. But then the person is not proper in his analysis. There are many, many devotees whom he has not seen who have sacrificed their life and uh, for preaching Krishna consciousness right from the time of uh, Haridas Thakur who was beaten very badly, right from the time of Jatayu who lost his life, right from the time of the monkey soldiers who lost their life fighting for lord Ramchandra and always devotees are met with persecution and even now also today also devotees. uh, So the devotee does not fall for what is present for me, what is unpleasant for me, Devotee just takes what is good for the service of Krishna and avoids something which is not good for service of Krishna. So ideally a devotee can remain in jungle. That is very good Prabhupada tells. Now in Mayapur one of the biggest temples of the world is coming. But when Prabhupada started the project he was living in a hut and the disciples were sorry that they are not able to offer anything good, comfortable to their spiritual master. So Prabhupada told, no, this is very good. This is the life of devotee. This grass hut is most suitable for spiritual life and I am completely happy here. But if we continue to stay in this grass hut, who will come to meet us? Who will come to see us? That is why we need to have a splendid, gorgeous place for Krishna. And in this way, when people are attracted to come to this place, we can instruct them in Krishna consciousness. So, uh, the same devotee, he can use all the resources He can use uh, just like Prabhupada. Prabhupada was using airplanes. Prabhupada circled the globe many, many times. And Prabhupada would live in very nice palatial temples also. Prabhupada was traveling in Rolls Royce also in Australia when Prabhupada went. So the newspaper headlines carried, Swami comes rolls in because he came in Rolls-Royce. Devotees had arranged that for Prabhupada. But we don't see other side of Prabhupada. How Prabhupada when he was living in Vrindavan. Uh, Now if you go to Radha Damodha temple, of course the rooms are improved now. So they were dilapidated and there Prabhupada was living in very humble circumstances. It was very hot in Vrindavan, so in summers when disciples were not uh, able to manage the American disciples, Prabhupada told them, we all uh, survived in those circumstances. So what you do is you switch off the bulb, all the lights of the room, close all the windows and in this way you try to survive the afternoon. It's very hot. There were no AC, nothing for Prabhupada. And at that time, Prabhupada single-handedly, he was an old man, without any money, Prabhupada would write. Prabhupada uh, was not knowing proper typing, also using single finger, index finger, he would type. We see so huge as Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada simply using index finger, he would type Bhagavatam. But he was determined, I have to fulfill the mission of my spiritual master. Alone, Prabhupada would travel to Delhi, get the books or back to word magazine printed, published, and he was the editor of the magazine, he was the typist, he was the publisher and he was the distributor. Then in cycle, Prabhupada would go house to house in Vrindavan and would collect some coins so that he can sustain this publication of magazine and Prabhupada personally would deliver this back to Godhead newsletter also. So this side of Prabhupada we are not seeing. We are seeing that, oh Prabhupada, some pictures are there, Prabhupada is eating very nice thing which is offered to Krishna, but we don't see how Prabhupada fasted for months. And when it was Ekadashi uh, Dwadashi, next day, devotees were supposed to break fast and that day also Prabhupada rejected. No, I don't want it. And devotees were surprised. Prabhupada, we just fasted for one day and we are so much disturbed. How can you do it? You have not eaten anything for many days. So Prabhupada told, I am the practical evidence that we are not the body. I am the living proof of this fact. So thus devotees accept everything. Uh, devotees, Prabhupada accepted luxuries also because plane is not a luxury, it is required to travel and reception if disciple is offering you uh, and disciple is supposed to keep spiritual master very comfortable being representative of Krishna why should spiritual master reject Prabhupada told but uh, then Prabhupada has taken so many hardships so much struggle also and like this the disciples who were living in good places they struggled so much for Prabhupada and they lost their lives also they went through so much of torture also, they were taken as CIA agents, in India they were arrested, in Russia they were arrested, in Africa they were killed, in Bangladesh they were killed, even now there is torture. And uh, some people they drop bombs in the temples and so many other things they happen. So thus it is not that uh devotee is also getting attached to certain things, no. We have to preach to poor people, we have to preach rich people also. A rich man is accustomed to air conditions and all these things. If you sit under a tree then which rich man will come to here? he will be very very uncomfortable so thus we have certain arrangement where all sections segments of society can be preached krishna consciousness so in this way a sannyasi or a devotee is not supposed to fall for what is apparently good for the senses what should be avoided but he takes only what is good for senses of krishna he takes that as pleasure as pleasurable as pleasant and he avoids that which is not required for advancement in Krishna consciousness. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave this sannyas dharma, the attitude of sannyasi also by this pastime of having diseased body of Sanatana Goswami. He told sannyasi should not discriminate. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed very extraordinary devotional sentiments, the love that God feels for his devotees. So then one devotee, uh, Jagadanand Pandit, he suggested Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Goswami, it's better Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given you a place in Vrindavan, so better you travel to Vrindavan, otherwise this embarrassment will keep on happening. When Mahaprabhu got to know that Sanatana Goswami has been suggested to go back to Vrindavan, so he immediately became angry that that Jaga, that young boy, he is daring enough to give suggestions to you who are much more advanced in spiritual life than him. And Sanatana Goswami, when he heard this, he became sad. Generally, you know, when others are scolded, you become happy. When you are praised, oh, I am better in spiritual life. But the devotee is having other mood. So Sanatan Goswami, he became sad. And he told, uh, I am so unfortunate. Today I have realized the fortune of Jagadanand Pandit. You are scolding Jagadanand Pandit. It means he is very intimate to you. Whom does a person scold who is very intimate? And me, you are offering respect. Whom does a person offer respects? Respect is, respect and everything happens in a formal relationship. Lord Vishnu is offered great respects by the Vekuntvasis. But the uh, Gopas of Vrindavan, they will ride on the shoulders of Krishna. No respect. <laughs> Krishna, I will ride upon you. So in an intimate relationship, there is no respect. So Sanatana Goswami Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was always pleasing, very respectful. And Jagdanand Pandit was scolded here. So the Sanatana Goswami became sad, so today I realize that he is actually very intimate to you and me you have kept away from this relationship by always praising me. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu corrects him, he gets embarrassed, oh actually what has this happened? And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reveals his mind, actually now here what is my mind actually, why do I embrace you? So I always feel that I am your maintainer and very nice example is given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just like the mother, When the child passes stool in urine, mother takes the stool of the child as sandalwood paste and mother is not at all disturbed. Uh, Mother does not keep the child away because of such obnoxious, so-called obnoxious activities. In a similar fashion, I take you as my children and I think I am your maintainer. In this mood, I embrace you. So I am not at all disturbed by this pus and blood oozing out of your body. Rather, I feel the fragrance of sandalwood when I embrace you. So this is the mood of God. So this mood of God also, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed by this past time, that if you have such disease that your entire body is emitting, uh, is uh, infested with pus, our family members also will not come close, but God will come close, and not just close, He will embrace us. So this is life. This is what we are hankering for. So all these wonderful instructions became possible only when Sanatam Goswami developed diseased uh, these disease sores on his body. And then finally, after when the pastime is over, then again Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after giving these instructions, he embraced Sanatana Goswami and all the sores on his body immediately disappeared. And then Haridas Thakur told, Mahaprabhu, so this was your pastime, your Leela. You made Sanatam Goswami cross that forest, you made him take bath. And because of you, these source came on his body and it was a, your uh, amazing leela, amazing pastimes. So because we will never take spiritual instructions through, through all these things, the instructions are given to us. So the understanding is the body of spiritual master of a pure devotee should never to be taken as an ordinary body which is suffering because of spiritual masters or pure devotees past sinful activities. No, they are completely liberated. So, Rupa Goswami wants we have to be careful from this mundane vision. And then he explains in the purport, you all can read, how one can identify an advanced devotee. And similar thing, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tells, just like pure devotee is inconceivable, cannot be understood by mundane mind and senses. Similarly, in verse number 7, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, sorry, Srila Rupa Goswami explains, Sri Krishna Nam. Syat Nam charitadi sita p avidya, sita means sweet, syat means it is uh, there, that is the nature of Krishna's name, Krishna's pastimes, Krishna's form, that all these are very very sweet, the chanting of Hare Krishna mantra, meditating upon his form, meditating upon his pastimes, his instructions, these are very, very nectarian activities, these are transcendentally sweet. But Rupa Goswami says, Syad charitadi avidya, pit topt, tapt, rasanasya, Pitta means bile. When there is more secretion of bile in the body, then the person gets jaundiced. So Rupa Goswami is explaining, Just like sugar candy, if a healthy person eats, it tastes very nice, it is sweet. But the same sugar candy, it tastes bitter to a person who is suffering from jaundice. Similarly, Pithopthaptrasanasya rasanasya narochikanu. Those people, living entities in this world who are suffering from the jaundice of avidya, nescience, they are in the bodily concept of life. This activities, this uh, uh, name of Krishna, activity of Krishna, pastime of Krishna, which is very, very nectarian, it will appear bitter. So, Rupa Goswami then suggests a simple remedy. So, first of all, Rupa Goswami makes us aware of the disease. So, your disease is this bodily concept of life. So, never try to use this body, mind, senses to understand truth. So, just like you you can mistake a pure devotee as an ordinary human being, similarly, we will mistake the name form activities of Krishna as mundane affairs or as rather bitter activities, but it is not bitter at all. So, Rupa Goswami mentions what is the solution then of this remedy? So the solution is sugar candy only. So if a person keeps on taking sugar candy, the jaundice patient, although it is bitter in the beginning, that same sugar candy, it cures the disease and then it becomes very, very sweet to taste. Swad Vikramadi. So then it is being explained. It becomes very, very nectarian. How? A simple remedy is being suggested by Rupa Goswami. And that is... Adarad. Anudinam, khalu saiva Jushta means to taste or to accept, adarad anudinam, so if a person regularly, uh, anudinam means throughout the day or day after day consistently, so throughout the day if a person chants Hare Krishna Mahamantra 24 hours, Prabhupada writes in bracket, constantly 24 hours. Or day after day, if we cannot do that, generally people cannot do that. So, certain minimum rounds are recommended. You chant these many rounds day after day. But it is very important that a person should be regular in this. Adaradh Anudinam. So, Anudinam regularity is important and Adharat. Adharat means with great attention, with great care and attention if a person chants. So, many times we are chanting. And uh, the devotees uh, ask, are you getting pleasure in Krishna consciousness? This chanting is really nice. And they are asking such question even after a long time, maybe after a decade or two decades of Krishna consciousness. So if this adharad is not there, if this great care and attention is not there, then the taste will not come. So it is being explained in this very important verse that we are all suffering from this disease. So uh, we were talking together, me and Dhir Gopal Prabhu. So Prabhu explained. uh, We are discussing the amazing wonders of uh, Ayurveda. So Prabhu's grandfather was very expert in treating the person who is suffering from a snake bite. So he would chant some mantras and some herbs or root would be administered to that person. And uh, something happens and then the poison is taken out from the body. So this root ordinarily, it is very very bitter, and if anybody tastes it, he cannot just keep it in his mouth, he would puke. But then the person who is having a snake bite, this root or herb, it tastes very very sweet. So in a similar fashion, sense enjoyment, it appears very very sweet to us. But Bhakti Vinod Thakur is singing, vishaya hala hale divaneshi jwale. So actually we are suffering from this material disease of this bodily concept of life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says Jeeva Jago Jeeva Jago Bole. So please uh, the living entities, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu please arise, please awake. Now we are having a spiritual disease. We are unconscious on the spiritual platform. Just like at night we become unconscious on the gross platform. So we cannot enjoy anything of this gross world. We will be dreaming or unconscious at night. In a similar fashion, now we are spiritually unconscious. So we cannot understand, we cannot see, we cannot hear, we cannot relish anything which is belonging to the spiritual platform. So spiritual activities rather they seem to be bitter if a person is very much engrossed in this bodily concept of life, thinking I am this body, if he is very much entangled in the material enjoyment. So if this person thinks, oh, no, no, please don't take this snake poison out of my body. Otherwise, I will not be able to enjoy the sweet root. That is foolishness. You are suffering because of snake poison. That is why this root is, uh, it is tasting sweet to you. So this sense enjoyment, it is, it tastes sweet to people who suffer, whose hearts are burning day and night from so many complications of this material life. Prabhupada very nicely explains in the purport of this shloka that this material world is called durashaya. Durashaya means false shelter. If a rabbit takes shelter of a lion, 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 can you please save me? Animals will kill me outside. Lion will tell you, yes, please come, I will save you. So this is called durashaya, a false shelter. Rabbit would be killed. In a similar fashion, those people who do not take shelter of Krishna, but take shelter of material energy, this is durashaya. Then there are so many complications in life. The hearts are burning always. There is one problem. They solve this problem only to notice that so many other problems have come in my life. There is some problem. I study. I think education will solve the problem. And then I get a job. So even though I've got a job, then there is another health problem. You solve health problem. Then there is husband problem, wife problem. You solve that. There is children problem. And then like this problems keep on appearing in our life, life after life. And uh, millennium after millennium. Diva So, just to enjoy this little pleasure, something nice I eat for a few moments in a day, something I watch for some time in a day, some pleasure of the reproductive organs, this little thing is little enjoyment is there. Even though a person is bitten by a snake, he also has certain kind of enjoyment. That root is very, very tasty, very sweet to a person. But it is foolish to think that, oh, This is very nice kind of enjoyment, no? So similarly we have to understand the Vedas are telling any person who is spiritually fit cannot enjoy this material pleasure. It is actually suffering. It is another form of suffering. But we take it as great pleasure because of our being contaminated by this disease. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that I have brought this Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Lao Tumi Magi. So you are now suffering, sleeping on the spiritual platform so i have got this very nice medicine for you so please take this medicine please please realize this human form of life you can use to awaken yourself to solve this spiritual disease and regain your spiritual health there is no other purpose of human existence this pleasure never satisfies the heart so the senses are compared to snakes as uh, if you know Mahaprasadam mantra, this mantra we are supposed to chant before we take prasadam of Krishna. Mahaprasade Govinde Naam Brahmani Vaishnavi. In this mantra, the snakes are compared to uh, the ocean of nescience. Sharir Avidya Jal Jode Indriya Tahe kal, And these senses, they are the cause of our death. So these senses are like snakes, and when the snake bites, the senses bites us, the eyes are biting. please show me this video and we get disturbed by the uh, this this demand of the eyes similarly the ears are biting you please uh, feed some nice music into it and uh, the belly is biting the genitals are biting all the senses are biting and in this snake bitten state when a person is bitten by the desire of senses material enjoyment appears very sweet however a transcendentalist, a spiritualist understands this is a state of great suffering. So Ruh Goswami need not worry. A very simple process is being recommended. The same thing which is appearing bitter to us, just like a patient does not tell doctor, no, no, this is bitter. I will not take this medicine. No. So the patient understands, if only I take this bitter medicine, I will be able to solve all the problems of life. So all the problems of life are simply because of the disease of avidya. Avidya means nescience. I do not know what is reality. Something temporary, something illusion, I am taking as reality. So this illusion can be completely removed. Cheto, marjanam, by taking this medicine of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. But it has to be taken with Adarad, Anudinam. We have to do it regularly with great vow. These many rounds, this much I will chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra everyday. And we have to be doing it with great care and attention. And if you do, following all the instructions of the previous verses, as er. Srila Ru Swami has explained, the six principles of satsang in the association of devotees, avoiding the six activities which harm the devotional service, following the six principles which enhance devotional service, then very soon a person is able to come out of this avidya. And please go through the purport of this uh, verse also, verse number seven. Prabhupada very beautifully explains how a person grows in spiritual life. So a person can start with little faith. Just you have faith in the doctor, you have faith in Ayurveda. Just see, the snake bite got removed by chanting mantras and herbs. So let me try this for my spiritual life also. It is mentioned in the same Vedas. So and with little faith, if we start chanting, uh, then we will see the results of the chanting. And when we see the results of the chanting, then our faith increases. And when the faith further increases, then the person surrenders to spiritual master. That yes, the process which you have recommended, suggested it is very nice. It seems to be working. Now I want to completely follow this process. Just like a patient surrenders to doctor. Doctor, now you please open my heart, open my whatever body and please fix it up. Please relieve me of this tumor. Unless he surrenders, he cannot get cured. So unless somebody surrenders to spiritual master, that spiritual master, please guide me. Every moment of my life, I am willing to plan as per your guidance now. Please get me relieved from all these anxieties of life, from repeated death, disease, anxiety, old age, all these problems. When a person surrenders, then he takes diksha initiation. And from here, actually the Hare Krishna Mahamantra starts acting very, very effectively in the life of devotee. So in the association of devotees, he does bhajan kriya, taking initiation from the spiritual master, then he becomes fixed up in spiritual life and when he becomes fixed up in spiritual life, very soon he starts getting taste in spiritual life and this taste increases to ecstasy that is called bhava or emotions for Krishna. When he starts feeling a very strong attachment for Krishna, emotions, ecstasy for Krishna, on this bhava stage, Shri Prabhupada explains, a person understands who is God, a person understands what is maya and on this platform maya cannot affect. All the suffering is just because of this material energy maya. but Krishna suri sama maya hai Andakar. Wherever there is Krishna, there is no question of maya. Thus when the de- uh, one devotee was telling that Prabhupada, sometimes the devotees think that they are more unhappy because materialist at least he does not know this is avidya, I have to do something else, I am not doing it. But devotee understands that the nature of this material world is miserable. So sometimes devotees appear to be more miserable than the materialist because they are blissful in ignorance. So Prabhupada told no. If a devotee is not happy, it means he is not a devotee. He has not yet begun his spiritual life. So if a person follows all the rules and regulations very nicely, devotee will always be joyful, always be blissful. So otherwise a person has not even begun his spiritual life. He is simply cheating. He is not following the process very nicely. So happiness, complete freedom from all these disturbances, is uh, uh, it is a symptom that a person is situated in Krishna consciousness. So it is very, very simple. Any suffering in life is because of absence of Krishna. Krishna suri sama maya hai Andakar. Darkness cannot stand when there is sunlight. Similarly, no miseries in the life can stay when there is awakening of Krishna consciousness. So simply we should try to awaken Krishna consciousness. And if we are always Krishna conscious, there is no scope of maya. And then the person is always happy. So these are very, very nice, very powerful instruction. Just I request all of you to please follow this simple thing. But unfortunately, either we are not regular with our practices or we don't do these practices with care and attention. Krishna personally has come in the form of holy name. We should try to be respectful, we should try to be welcoming, try to be very grateful that Krishna has come. In this mode, we should try to practice, take this medicine. Then this medicine will no longer be bitter. This medicine will be relishable. And tadgada hantri means the root cause of this disease. It is... This ignorance, avidya of the heart, it is completely destroyed and a person will experience uh, an extraordinary form of happiness which he has never experienced before. So now we have brought practical application of Krishna Consciousness for all of you. Krishna's holy names, they can be chanted on beads, and they can be sung, chanted, heard along with musical instruments also. Now we'll be playing a kirtan, so I request all of you to kindly hear it very very attentively and then with respect, with care and attention, try to repeat in the same tune as the lead singer is singing here. So try to follow this process attentively for next few minutes and after that, if you have any questions and answers, I'll be glad to answer them. Questions, I'll be glad to answer them. So let us enjoy the Kirtan now. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. you yeah. Hare Krishna. So let us have some questions now, Uh, I think already we have some. So first question is from Boda Ram Rao, Hare Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna, please clear my doubt. How to understand chanting Hare Krishna mantra is service to Lord because chanting is for purification of one's contamination, please clarify Prabhu. A nice question. So Prabhupada tells, yes, in our conditioned stage, it is Cheto-Darpanam-Marjanam. It is for our purification. But uh, there are different stages of chanting. So actually Hare Krishna Mahamantra is chanted by liberated souls. Nivritta tarishair Bhava-Ashadash, We have no trishna, no hankering to enjoy this material world. Such people can enjoy chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Nevertheless, it is beneficial for everyone, even those who are full of Trishnas. So in our situation, uh, we are all materialists, we have some material desires. So when we chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra, it is cleansing of the heart which is happening. But when a person chants offenselessly the name of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Shuddha Nama, then that is service to Krishna. And how that is service? So even in mundane sense, we can understand if somebody is singing, chanting your name, you feel very good. And on the absolute platform, the understanding is abhinatvam Nama Naminoho. Noho. There is no difference between Krishna and his holy name. So when you are chanting the name Krishna, then you are actually serving Krishna. You are associating with Krishna. When you meet any person, he feels happy, isn't it? So Krishna and his name, there is no difference at all. So when you are chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra, you are having intimate association with Krishna and offering service to Krishna. So this is, these are the activities of spiritual platform. Prabhupada gives the example, mango, 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 water, 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 you chant here, you will not taste mango, you will not be able to quench your thirst. But in spiritual world, if you chant water, then it is as good as drinking water. If you chant mango, then it is as good as tasting mango. You will get the same pleasure of putting mango on your tongue or chanting mango's name. So in a similar fashion, when you are chanting Hare Krishna, you are actually serving Krishna's body personally or chanting Krishna's name. It has the same effect, gives same ecstasy to Krishna and to the living entity. These are the dynamics of spiritual life. Next question is by Virendra Ekbote. why do some devotees fall from bhakti due to them being getting puffed up in their devotional service? sorry how to remain humble, steady and determined by progressing in our bhakti. So your question how to remain uh, humble is being answered everywhere uh, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, all the devotees, by Srila Prabhupada, by constant chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. If you are not constantly in touch with Krishna then pride all these things they will enter the heart. So that is why when we do offences in the devotional service, we are not careful of avoiding offences, our devotional service may get choked. So, Thus sometimes we may fall down from the spiritual life and we fall down also because of lack of uh, devotee association or because of committing aparad. So if you are having association of devotees and if you don't commit Vaishnava offenses and if you always chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we will be able to maintain determination, enthusiasm and steadiness in Krishna consciousness all the while remaining humble next is by Jyoti Takne Prabhu in Bhagavad Gita 9 text it is stated that faith in Krishna is also divided into 3 stages and described in Srimad Bhagavatam could you please share your views thoughts or something on above so faith uh, is in Rajaguna, faith is in Tamaguna faith is in Sattvaguna So it is explained just like a person who is or even animal you can consider who are Tamsik rabbit. The typical example is given when the rabbit is attacked by hunter then rabbit closes its eyes and rabbit becomes very happy that hunter is gone. This is rabbit's faith that by closing my eyes the problem is solved. So those people who follow escapism want to avoid problem. So they are having faith in Tamaguna and uh, faith in rajoguna similarly a person thinks sense enjoyment will make me happy that is called faith in rajoguna and sattvic faith means no sense enjoyment but sense control will make me happy that is faith in Sattvaguna, and transcendental faith means only service of krishna will make me happy in this way faith is divided in rajoguna Sattvaguna, tamoguna so Tamsik people uh, they cannot put faith in vishnu it is not possible for them or krishna so that is why for them other deities are there, the ghastly forms are there, Kalbhara form or the Kali form, Chandi form, they can worship them. And so that gradually they can be elevated to higher platform of Rajaguna, eventually Satvaguna and then after maybe many many millions of lives they can become devotees. Similarly Rajasik person, he worships Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva or like that. satvik person, Satvik Puranas, so they all recommend worship of Lord Ganesha, in between our worship of uh, Lord uh, Vishnu, in between our worship of Lord Ganesha, Lord Surya, like that. So based on a person's faith, which depends upon the modes of nature he has acquired, different things are suggested to a person, which is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. Next question is by Ajay Raj Sharma. What is meant by Bhakti? What is the definition? What is the meaning of Jivan Mukt? Very nice question. So, the definition of Bhakti, there are two prominent de- definitions which are explained by Narad Muni and Rupa Goswami. Sarvopadhi vinirmuktam tat paratvena nirmalam Rishikesha rishikesha sevanam bhaktir uchyate Narad Muni describes Sarvopadhi vinirmuktam When a person becomes freed from all the designations. Now I am thinking I am rich, I am beautiful, I am intelligent or I am dull. I'm ugly, I'm American, I'm Indian, I'm man, I'm woman, Uh, I'm Hindu, I'm Christian, I'm this thing, these are all designations which are given to us externally. So when a person becomes free from all the designation, understands I am not the body, I am spirit soul, Mama Ivanshuji, I am part and parcel of God, Krishna, I am servant of Krishna. So when a person establishes himself in this original identity, he is called Mukta. Mukta means mukti hitva rupena swarupena vyavasthiti hitva means give up, give up rupena give up other designations which you pick up as per the body you have acquired and swarupena vyavasthiti being established in your own spiritual identity, spiritual form so when a person is freed from all these external designations intelligence, wisdom, richness, beauty, wealth Renunciation, all these designations have to be given up. They pertain only to body and mind. And, A person in this consciousness, he engages himself in the service of Krishna. That is called Bhakti. When a person understands, I am not the body, the senses, body, everything, they belong to Krishna. So let me use them in the service of Krishna. This is called Bhakti. If your senses have got the capacity, have got the inclination of fighting, you fight for Krishna like Arjuna, that becomes bhakti. If your mind body has orientation of teaching, you teach for Krishna, that becomes bhakti. Your mind body cannot do anything but clean the street, you clean the street for Krishna, that becomes bhakti. So the senses have to be engaged in the service of Krishna, either directly in the service of Krishna. Or when the senses are engaged elsewhere, the result of that activity is offered to Krishna completely, then that is called bhakti. This is the definition. And uh, in a similar fashion, Srila Rupa Goswami explains What is that verse, Prabhu? How does it start? Rupa Goswami's verse Anyabhira Shetashunyam, yes. Anya abhilashita shunyam gyan karmadi anavritam. So we have various desires, abhilashas, when all the desires are finished in the life. And gyan karmadi anavritam. A person, usually when we take up to bhakti, most of the people they take to bhakti, even though they are fortunate, it is good they are approaching Krishna, but they have some fruitive desires. If I do bhakti, I will get this thing in my life. So that is called karma contamination. Karma means when you do some activity to get some result. Bhakti means when you do some activity simply to please Krishna, to offer result to Krishna. So this is karma contamination. I want to serve Krishna so that I may have financial stability, I may have physical stability, emotional stability, some stability or result enjoyment in material life. So a person should not fall for karma contamination. And a person can have jnana contamination. Oh, I want to understand this thing. I am following Krishna consciousness so that I can understand, I can have practical realization, knowledge of the opulences of God or understand how I am not the body or getting any kind of knowledge. This is called jnana contamination. So jnani wants to liberate himself from material world, wants to stop the process of birth and death. So the devotee does not want this jnana, this knowledge of liberation, freedom from birth and death also. This is called jnana contamination. Whatever jnana, whenever Krishna has to give, let him give or let him not give, I just want to engage in service of Krishna for the pleasure of Krishna. I have no abhilasha, either jnana contamination, liberation from birth and death, understanding my position, Krishna's position or getting some results out of bhakti. Jnana karmadi anavritam, uttama. This is called pure devotional service, when a person is completely freed from the desires of liberation or of fruitive results. And they just want to please Krishna by engaging in the service. These are the two prominent definitions of bhakti. And what is the meaning of jivan mukta? So a person who is completely engaged in bhakti, he is called jivan mukta. A person who is engaged in the service of Krishna with his mind, body, words, karmana gira. Nikhilaswati avasthasu means in all situations, all circumstances, not that when I do get time, I do bhakti. No, whether I have time or not, if I don't have time, let me starve, let me uh, suffer, but I should not compromise on my bhakti. I will continue my bhakti. So not conditional bhakti, but in all situations, mind, body, words are engaged only in the service of Krishna. No activities performed by mind, body and words in which Krishna's pleasure is not involved then such a person is called Jivan Mukta. He is not acting under control of material energy but he is liberated. He is directly acting under Krishna's spiritual energy. And when a person is acting on this Jivan Mukta stage, then even though he appears to be situated in this material world, actually he is liberated, he is living in the spiritual world. So we all uh, wish to attain that platform by practicing Krishna consciousness. Next is by Virendra Ekbote. Is reading Hari Vansha prescribed along with reading of important Krishna conscious literature such as Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita in Krishna consciousness? Uh, so the scripture should be read which are given by the spiritual master and uh, I think if you are able to finish even reading of Prabhupada's books nicely, it is a very laudable effort and actually if you want to have realization of spiritual life then the same book has to be studied many many times in the association of devotees. So thus one revelation of spiritual life is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has mentioned, in Nectar of Devotion it is mentioned, reading too many books is an impediment for spiritual advancement. Spiritual realization does not happen by reading many many books, but repeating limited number of books, studying same number of books in a repeated way. So I think uh, if we are able to study even few books of Prabhupada, that is a great success of life. So I don't think we have time for reading other things. So we should try to be chaste, stick to the books of spiritual master. Although those literatures are also authorized. Ajay Rash Sharma uh, is having next question. How we can pragmatically spiritualize everything we do? So we just discussed in the definition of bhakti by engaging either directly in the service of Krishna or offering the results of our activity for Krishna. Now we offer the results for our enjoyment or our extended enjoyment for our family, nation or like that. If we use that in the service of Krishna then that uh, becomes the greatest service for ourselves, for the people who are connected to us, for the entire humanity, entire nation, all the living entities and that becomes Bhakti. In this way pragma- pragmatically we can do Bhakti in our life. Just work directly for Krishna, like Arjuna directly fought for Krishna, or if we are soldier, we are fighting somewhere, we are teacher, we are businessman, we are doing some activity, we get some result from that activity, some money, some remuneration, we can use that in the service of Krishna. This is called the application of bhakti. Next is by Virendra Ekbhote. What is the actual process by which Nam Prabhu or holy name? Holy names transforms a devotee's material body and dead to his original spiritual satchidanand body in spiritual world. So not necessarily that we have to wait for death. Prabhupada tells if somebody is sincere, as one uh, Prabhuji asked question here, Jivan Mukta Sauchyate, even in this life we can be liberated. That should be the aspiration of devotee. Not to take grace marks at death and somehow do. Be very very sincere in this life. Let us try to come to that platform. And how does that happen? It is explained again by the Goswamis. Prabhupada explains, iron rod in fire. Iron rod, when put in fire for a long time continuously, if you don't keep on pouring water on it, keep in contact with fire, the iron rod becomes fire-like. It also starts emanating heat and light, and it will also burn. In a similar fashion, if we keep constant touch with Krishna, the entire mind-body becomes completely spiritualized, and thus we are liberated even while we are visible on this material platform. Next question is by Neha Bhagane. How can we measure our spiritual growth? What parameters one should look for? Hare Krishna. So again it is being described very nicely. Tushti pushti shudh apayo nughasam. If a person is engaged in eating food, then he gets taste, he gets nourishment, he feels strength and satiation of hunger. In a similar fashion, when a person is advancing in Krishna Consciousness, he feels taste in all the spiritual practices as Ru Goswami is mentioning here. Swadvik Tadgada Tad Hantri A person will get taste in Krishna Consciousness. So the activities which may appear to be little tasteful or even bitter, completely distasteful, will appear very very tasteful, more and more tasteful. That means we are advancing in Krishna Consciousness. So one thing is when we eat food, we get taste. And what else do we get? We get strength. When you fast one day, then you feel so weak. And as soon as you eat food, you get strength. So now we feel very weak. I know this is wrong. I should not do. But material energy forces me to do wrong sinful activities. Sense enjoyment. I get strength to counter, stand against the force of material nature. I become strong. This is another uh, symptom of spiritual advancement. And what else do you have when you eat food? Shuddha. The hunger is eliminated. Now we are very hungry. Oh, give me uh, satisfaction of eyes, ears, nose, tongue, skin, belly, etc. So, this hunger will no longer be there. Just like Dhru Maharaj was so hungry, he wanted a kingdom bigger than Brahma also. But when actually he became situated in meditation upon Lord Vishnu, then he tells Swamin Kritarthu Asmi Varamna So, I wanted to have a very big kingdom. I wanted a very huge palace, huge kingdom, bigger than Brahma also. But now that I have got you, I am completely satisfied, I do not want anything else. So by advancement in Krishna consciousness, a person does not want anything else in life. So these are the symptoms explained for spiritual advancement. And of course there are other symptoms, there is growth of knowledge, there is growth in conviction. Nobody can shake your faith, rather you can convince others. By all these things, we can measure our spiritual advancement. Next is by Saranya Ramamurthy. Is it mandate that we should visualize Krishna while chanting? Please clarify. No, no, it is not a mandate at all. Rather, Srila Prabhupada explains, Acharya has explained. Uh, We should not artificially try to think of Krishna's form. Although there is no difference between form, name, pastimes, activities of Krishna, still Krishna is more easily accessible in the form of his incarnation of holy name. So if I am visualizing Krishna directly, so uh, that may not lead to spiritual advancement for ordinary people. For a liberated person, there is no difference. But for us, we have to focus more on the holy name. And then effortlessly, if Krishna's form is coming, that is very good, rather that should happen. The result of proper chanting and hearing is a person will be able to do smaranam, Prabhupada explains. Unless chanting and hearing is matured, a person cannot do smaranam, cannot come to third platform. So we aspire for that platform, that is Krishna consciousness, thinking of Krishna at every second, but this cannot be attained artificially. This can happen only when Krishna and spiritual master are pleased, when our chanting and hearing is perfect. So try to chant each and every word very nicely with attention, with regularity, with love-gratitude and then automatically we will be able to remember Krishna. That is a natural sequence. Next question is by Ajara Sharma. Why God says in Bhagavad Gita that He strengthens the faith of person in the celestial God or Devta which He worships when He Himself is the Supreme? Because Krishna is a very kind father, He does not take away our free will. He has given us this freedom. He does not force us. You love me. You surrender unto me. No, he is very kind. He tells, I am the only person who can offer you real love. You will be satisfied only in relationship with me. But if you want to enjoy elsewhere, you can go. So if you have material desires, so he is so kind father. Unless we have strong faith, how we can worship any Devta? So Krishna guides from within the heart. You have this desire, worship this Devta. You want to have a very nice wife, you worship the Apsaras. You want to have nice health, you worship Ashwin Kumaras. You want to become hero, you worship Rudra incarnations, you want to have something, worship some other uh, demigods like that. But if a person is sincere, I want to know what is truth, I want to have the greatest happiness in life, then Krishna guides him uh, to pure devotional service. So we should be very very sincere, we should not desire anything, Krishna knows, he is kind father, what we need, what we don't need. We should simply ask Krishna, Krishna please guide me on the best path. If you don't understand that pure devotional service, surrender to Krishna, love of God is the aim of life. This understanding also comes after some spiritual practice. At least this we can pray that Krishna please guide me to the best path, please give me the best boon and then Krishna will guide us towards himself. Next question is by Vinayak Charasya. What can I attitude be there while chanting maha mantra? Can we think of Lord Krishna's lotus feet? I think I just answered that question. Next is by Ashwin Srinivasan, Hare Krishna is understanding correct that Maya will be always there. But by always associating of Krishna through chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we can get rid of Maya. You are very right in your understanding and uh, in the scriptures it is mentioned. Maya is like shadow. The shadow happens because of the presence of sun only and sun and shadow are always there together. But if you are looking towards the sun, then you are free from the influence of shadow, the darkness of shadow. So Maya always exists. Maya is also eternal. As soon as we forget Krishna, we are captured by Maya. And if we are always serving Krishna, chanting his names, then we are away from Maya. Next question is by Rohit Bhale Rao. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, I am chanting regularly for six months. But many thoughts other than Shri Krishna, such as work, to do's go through my mind. Is it the result of my impurities, bad karma of the past life? Yes, that is a fact. Because of the bad karma of the past life, because of the impurities, we have a disturbed mind. So that is why this chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra is also the remedy. To get rid of all the past sinful activities. So, at least now we don't commit sinful activities so that our mind is peaceful. Follow all the previous instructions mentioned in this nectar of instruction. Then our mind will be peaceful and we will be able to follow Krishna consciousness. So, do not worry. Six months is not a very big time. Try to keep, uh, try to stick to this process. Take guidance of the devotees and slowly mind will become more and more peaceful and focused. So, thank you so much for all the nice questions. Please keep on chanting, chanting please do not neglect it, do not be neglectful, do not be inattentive, try to always have a desire to improve your chanting quality and all the spiritual activities sustain on the basis of good chanting. We will meet again very soon. Thank you so much for hearing. Hare Krishna.